0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! It! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs
1: it for three! Yeah! yeah!
0: Rose crosses over the fadeaway. away it, step and kiss myself! Oh my MVP gosh, time! When the City Assassin does it again!
1: It was an exciting game, to say the least, at State Farm Arena Sunday night. Bulls on the wrong end of it, but the final second felt like it took 15 minutes. And we're going to take a lot of time to talk about that final second and the overtime period and so much more. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls, here on the Believe Network, presented as always by our friends at Bet Online. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls Bench Mob member and Tennessee Ball CJ Watson. CJ, very interesting back to back. We've got a lot to talk about today, man. How's it going?
0: It's going good. How are you doing?
1: You know, I slept on that Hawks loss and I still don't feel any better about it. Right. So that's going to be <laughs> the big thing we talk about. Bulls lose to Atlanta 123 to 122 in overtime. AJ Griffin. He hit the buzzer beating basket. This was one night after the Bulls put up 144 points on the Dallas Mavericks. And we're going to talk about both of these games and look ahead after I tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is in full swing, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Bowl season is in full swing for college football. That starts this weekend. College hoops is in full swing as well. Bet on all of it. At BetOnline, what are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. And don't forget the official official shop of Believe, .believe shop.believe.com. There's a t-shirt for this show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance. Great place to do some last-minute Christmas shopping. I'd be lying to you if I wasn't looking to do some last-minute shopping there as well. Shop.believe.com. Support the show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance. You guys are doing great work with all of the stuff over there at the store. Interesting back-to-back, as I said. Bulls beat the Mavericks 144 to 118. That's not a typo. I did not read that wrong. 144 to 118. Franchise record for points in the first half. So you'd think they'd be well-rested going into Atlanta. They looked like it. And then they lost at the buzzer because A.J. Griffin caught the lob. And I have my thoughts on that last play. But, I mean, I mean we're going to start with that Atlanta game because there's so much to get to. I want to get just your reaction to how close that was.
0: Uh, it was a great game. It was an exciting game. Um, fun game. I think uh, definitely let the opportunity slip away. Um, not blaming Derek Jones, but I think the missed free throw was, you know, those things happen. But I think it's just a little lapse of focus on the, on the last out of bounds play. I think that could have been very avoidable. Um, maybe A.J. Griffin was a decoy at first, but you know, you never know. But I think, like I said, that could have been very avoidable, especially knowing it was only 0.5 seconds left just to get a tip or a quick shot at the rim closer to the basket. So I think that was uh, something that could have been avoided It should have been a win for the Bulls.
1: You know, I was bartending or right? I had tweeted the notebook that said free throws are free because that right. missed free throw. I'm all about it. Just make your free throws. You made the first one, and right. then the second one, we missed it. Just, oh, my God, that was that was so deflating. Watching that, and now Derek Jones made some big plays toward the end of regulation. Like I had just got through saying, and I I have witnesses because you know I was behind the bar watching this game. I had just got through saying, "Get Derek Jones off the court" because I wanted to see better defense out there. I want to see like a Patrick Williams type, and then he goes and throws down the alley oop dunk like immediately after I say it, and I'm like, I talk about this team twice a week. What do I know? (laughs) Like, and then he had the missed free throw, and then he was on A.J. Griffin for that final play. Like, I'm not. I mean, I don't want to blame him entirely. Like, I mean, there there was a lot to that last sequence but i felt like it could have been defended so much better like like you said maybe maybe he was a decoy and he just right. ended up getting open but right. it just felt like it could have been defended better don't you think
0: yeah, I think so. Like you said, just uh like I said, just a lack of judgment. I don't I don't blame Derek Jones. Um like you said, missed free throws happen. I can live with that, but I can't live with you not giving the effort. Not saying he didn't give the effort, but just uh especially point five seconds. Then all you gotta do is get a stop, deflect the ball or whatever, or try to make it even harder for him to make the shot or catch the ball, and we walk off with the win. Um I think you know it was a great play by Nate McMillan, my one of my old coaches. Shout out to him, uh, drawing up uh, that kind of play, and just to give it to AJ Griffin, he had a great game. Also, also, he's uh, his dad is one of my former coaches. Also, Griff, so I know he's proud of his son. So, but uh, it sucks for the Bulls didn't win this game. It's definitely a, a win that should have been had.
1: I'm gonna play the six degrees of C.J. Watson here. Six degrees, of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees, seven yeah. degrees, whatever it is. Like yeah. all these connections.
0: Like, <laughs> I know a little bit of everybody. You know, it's just, it, I, I've been around a long time.
1: <laughs> hey, basketball's a small world, man. It is. Right. It is a. It is a small world in the basketball community. There's all these connections. Mm, yeah. and, uh, and going going back to this sequence, that last play initially because Atlanta was it Atlanta or the Bulls? I think the Bulls called a timeout after seeing yeah. the defensive look. Trey mm. Young was inbounding the ball. Yeah. And then they come out of the timeout. And Nate McMillan drew up something else. I it wasn't Trey Young inbound. Right. I know I forget who it was, but it right. wasn't Trey. So uh, that timeout by Billy that proved to be big because it totally changed the play.
0: Yeah, for sure. You maybe could have. Uh, I don't know who was on the ball for the Bulls, but maybe uh, could put a bigger guy on him if Trey Trey Young was taking the ball and he maybe wouldn't have seen that pass or got that pass through. So um, like you said, you just there's so many things that can happen in the span of a game that can really determine the the effect of the game, and that was that could have been one of them also.
1: You know, and this, this last sequence was the most important, obviously, but here's the lead up to it. Derrick Jones missed the free throw at the end of regulation. That sent it to OT, tie game. Dre Young hit a bucket with one second left, but the Hawks ahead by two. Yeah. Then DeMar gets fouled on the three by Bogdan Bogdanovich. He makes all three free throws that I, I said at the time, the the Hawks pulled a bulls. They fouled a three-point right. shooter. They got bulls. Yeah, yeah. And then the last second shot by A.J. Griffin, like that, I, I say it again. That last second felt like it lasted 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was a whole lead up to this. But the word. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say the the word I've been using is opportunities. Right. You had the opportunity. It was there for the taking. If Derek Jones makes that free throw, which we can play the what if game all day. If someone else is on AJ Griffin, you've got to make the most of these opportunities when they're handed to you like this.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like you said, none of these wins in the NBA come easy, and you want to make sure you capitalize on every win. And like you said, this was a a very winnable game. Should have been won, should have been had. Um, Some things down the stretch that didn't go the Bulls' way, but, you know, hopefully they can learn from this. And I think that's the biggest thing from it, just learn from this. And then hopefully when this situation comes up again, they don't let the same thing happen.
1: You know, I feel like it could have been a different game, too, if Alex Caruso was out there. He bruised his tailbone in that Mavericks game. And, I mean, immediately after the game, Billy Donovan said, hey, he's not going to Atlanta. Right, you know, he was gonna stay back, get some treatment. Which, as someone who bruised a tailbone before, it ain't fun. Like yeah, I saw the fall he all. took. Yeah. Like I mean, man, I, I I couldn't believe he got up. Like right. <laughs> I mean, that that hurts. That is yeah. painful. So it made sense that he didn't go. So if he goes, like he's on Trey Young, right? Right. And the question I have for Billy Donovan, I, he might have addressed this after the game, and I might have missed it. Ayotsumu has done really good work guarding Trey Young in the past. Really surprised we didn't see more of him. I mean, I know different looks and everything. I figured we'd have seen IO on Trey a little more. Maybe they were getting switches or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think so too. A bigger guy, a bigger guard, and uh, definitely uh, more physical. Um, So like you said, he's definitely given them problems in the past. So I don't know why you don't maybe throw him on there um, just to see what, see what happens. But, you know, um, like I said, it wasn't, I don't blame it on the coach or, or anyone, but I think this is definitely opportunities that could have been had and should have been the Bulls win.
1: And the other thing too, Stacy pointed this out on the broadcast. There's settling For too many shots. This has been the story of the year. Mm -hmm. Finally, toward the end, when they started making this really interesting in that fourth quarter, Zach Levine was going to the rim. Like once that started, all of a sudden, even Stacey said, thank you. Don't settle for these shots. Get to the rim. You're playing an undersized team, a beat up team. Go to the rim. And they were in the bonus at that point. Try to draw the foul.
0: Yeah, that's what you want to do. You always want to be aggressive, attacking the rim, put the wholeness on the refs to call the foul, and if they don't, then that's when the coach and the players, you know, try to get on them. But I guarantee you, they'll start switching the calls up sooner or later. Um, but you always got to continue to be aggressive, especially when you're not a great three point shooting team. You want to attack the basket first, and then let your jump shots come at, come after that.
1: Exactly. And Kobe White hit a big three too. That was, I think, that was an overtime. He made that like the whole the fourth quarter in overtime. Like it, it got so crazy down the yeah. stretch. Like these are the these are the type of games you don't expect to see in December like these. Oh, wow. This feels like a must win game because they're just trade and blows. It was right. awesome. It was yeah. great. I just wish the Bulls would have been on the other side.
0: Yeah, it was exciting for as a fan, as a former player, just to watch it and see the the type of high caliber basketball out there. You know, no one really playing good defense, uh, but a lot of scoring, which is what fans want to see in the NBA. And I think that's what makes the game so fun and so dramatic.
1: Well, in the game before this, too, there was a lot of scoring because the Bulls put yep. up 82 points in the first half and scored 144 total against the Mavericks. And by the way, one last thing about Atlanta, by the way, there was a, another team from Chicago that went into Atlanta on Saturday and beat Clemson by 18 points. Mm-hmm. just saying Loyola Ramblers look pretty good against Clemson at that arena. I mean, they hey, 3-0 <laughs> in their last three games at that place because the last two games were the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 and 18. Right. So I just wanted to get that out there because that was That's... really that was a fun game. Right, Our Chicago yeah. team had a good day in Atlanta this weekend. It <laughs> can came, came came never be two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was hoping we could go two for two here. Okay, Bulls right. go in. They beat the Hawks. I mean, the Ramblers beat Clemson. Like, that was great. But, right. you know, the Bulls coming off that game against Dallas, I mean, that was an offensive display. To me, that's mm-hmm. the type of game you want. I thought maybe that would be the – they'd take a leap from that. The tra- they take that – bounce off a trampoline like in Ferris Bueller's Day. Off. Like, right. take that leap, get that springboard, and – you know that was a really good game against a shorthanded Mavericks team because Luka didn't play, and the Mavericks looked absolutely lost without Luka right. Doncic. I mean, that's not an exaggeration; they just looked lost.
0: Yeah, it just shows you, you know, how uh, much of an MVP caliber player he is, and how much he means to that team. And uh, that game also shows you that how much uh, shows you what the Bulls are capable of. They can do that every night in, night out. Uh, They just got to be consistent. That's the biggest thing that we've been saying the whole year, being consistent and having those type of games night in and night out and just shows you that they can do it. There's no – we can't put any limits to them. They're they're good enough. The record doesn't show how good they are, but they got to, you know, pick it up and try to get that at least back to 500 and then start, you know, working their way back over 500.
1: You know, that game, the Bulls shot 63.5% from the field, 55.9% from three-point distance. The Mavericks 25% from downtown. Tim Hardaway 2 for 10. Ouch. Like – I mean, when, <laughs> when you're shooter, when, when you're shooter and Tim Hardaway, so like if Luke is not there, he's going to be your go-to guy from downtown. I right. mean, yes, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie had 27 points. He was hot, but your three-point shooter is Tim Hardaway. When that's not there, really tough to win in this league. It's been the story of the season for the Bulls, too. Like, you've got to yeah. every three-point shooters, and they did that. Patrick Williams, four for five and three-point distance. More of that, please. That right. <laughs> consistency with that. Be consistent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the ball was moving. Uh, Butch was getting double teamed. The ball was swinging around the perimeter and hitting the wide open guy. And guys were not scared to take shots. They were taking the shots with confidence and making them. And I think that's the biggest thing, not just taking them, but also making them.
1: And then you talk about consistency. Now I understand second half of a back-to-back, you have to travel to Atlanta. Bulls were 48% from the field against the Hawks, 25.9% from three, 7 for 27 from downtown. And I don't think looking at this, the only per- the only player to make multiple threes was Kobe White. He was four for nine. So they were seven for twenty seven. That means the rest of the team made three. Right. And it was Vooch, Zach and of all people, Derek Jones made a three. Right. Like yeah, when yeah. he takes a three. It scares me like, as yeah. he's more of a defensive <laughs> guy. Like he's one of, he's one of those guys. Like, I mean, I don't want to it's apples and oranges. Remember right. when Chris Dunn used to play for the Bulls and teams would back off of him? Like, yeah, yeah. dare him to shoot. Like, right. with Derek Jones, when he shoots a three, I'm like, oh, please go in. Like, right, just, it scares me. I mean, that's everybody on this team, the, the way they're shooting the three this year. Right. But, yeah, just- I mean... Go. I, I don't know. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it just shows you they got to get better at the three point uh three-point line. Um, uh, gotta be more consistent. Uh, gotta find either more more ways to get open threes or you know, find ways to get open threes off double teams or offensive rebounds. One of my coaches, not to always shout him out, but Bruce Pearl always said the best time to get a, a wide open three is on offensive rebounds, and that's the best time, you know. Uh try to get those offensive rebounds, crash the boards and find your shooters.
1: Yeah, there's no problem with Bruce Bruce Pearl quotes on the show. He wins. The guy right. knows basketball. If you're, if you're quoting a winner, I mean, if right, you're, it doesn't matter, right? No, 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 no disrespect here, but if you're quoting Jim Boylan on the show, we got a problem. Like I get in there, I said his name, but like I mean, I was gonna say Vinny Del Negro, but I like Vinny Del Negro. Right. Like, but like I mean, if you're quoting someone who doesn't win, like it's another right. story. But you're quoting Bruce Pearl, Tibbs. I mean, yeah. oh, you're good, man. Shout him out all, every week. I don't right. care. I'm, you're not gonna hear me complain when you're when you're <laughs> quoting winners because in mean, this Bulls team, they need to win. And I, right, I yeah. just the, the consistency here and Damar 14 for 15 from the free throw line, by the way. Like, right. that's really important because this team is yeah. not a great free throw shooting team. And when I say that, like, they'll make them, they just don't get right. to the line outside of Damar. And I, I I, had people in my mentions last night. I can't believe I had people in my mentions when I tweeted one thing about this game. And all it was mm-hmm. is I was going to react to it on the podcast. Talk right. about Damar trying to draw fouls over and over again. Like, they're falling for it. Right. If they're going to keep biting on it. Yeah. You're going to keep trying to draw the fouls because that's his strength
0: right and it just shows you that we're just more of a jump shooting team we don't attack the basket that much that's why we don't get to the free throw line so if we can attack the basket more like i said put the wholeness on the refs to call call fouls and make those tough calls then we'll get to the line more and i'm sure that when we get to the line we'll make them
1: well and that goes back to what we were talking about quit settling for these Mm -hmm. jumpers i know zach's got the knee and that impacts his explosiveness and everything maybe that's why he's been a little timid to attack the basket and go up for those layups and dunks, and he had a couple of those late that's right. when the game started to turn is when they started going to the rim getting those easy looks getting close getting those high percentage looks right. i don't want to see this settling i mean especially for three but even in the mid-range Vooch did it a couple times like yeah he, he, he did a fadeaway at one point like you're in the bonus Get right to the basket
0: yeah, and that's on, that's on the players, I feel like. When you, once you know you're in the bonus, those are free points. You want to get to the line. Uh, you want to stop the clock, stop the team's other momentum and and uh and try to figure out a way to score. And that's the easiest way to score if you can get fouled.
1: And it's not just on offense that they can be more aggressive. The defense, yeah. and I put this in the rundown, the exact quote, it is maddening watching right. this team play defense. Because, <laughs> I mean, th- I talk about that last second. Trey made his bucket. A.J. Griffin made his bucket. It seemed like the Bulls, had they – They'd score. Atlanta would have an answer right away. Like you got to get yeah. stops, be aggressive. But I mean, they and they had fouls to give too, so you had right. reason to be aggressive there in that fourth quarter. The defense—it's bugging <laughs> the hell out of me.
0: Yeah, I think this is the new NBA. You know, um, every team wants to just score, score, score and not guard anybody. Um, but like I said, the better teams can can go both ways. They they can score on you, and they also can shut you down and at least make it hard for you to to score. So I think that's what the the Bulls got to do. They got to make it make it hard for people to score or or stop somebody.
1: Yeah, the stops are the key. I mean, especially against a guy like Trey Young. And yep. if the if this Hawks team had Dejounte Murray, this team—I've okay. said it yeah. over and over—that team can be one of the scariest teams in the NBA with that backcourt. So the fact that Dejounte yep. was out, I think John Collins was out too. Yes, having Trey out there is scary enough. But yep. and then you didn't have your best defender. The fact that they battle like this, and I'm not not taking any moral victories. By the way, we're past the point where for moral mm-hmm. victories. I mean, you're how far into this thing are we? 25 games, like. We're done with the moral victories, like right? It, but it, I mean, good signs we can take away. Like the fact that they were able to keep this thing close and have an answer. That's what you do against a team like the Hawks. You've got to answer, but you got to do it when it matters too.
0: Yeah. You got to make the plays down in crunch time and, and get stops in crunch time, like you said. Um, so hopefully, like I said, they can learn from this and move on and, and try to get a, get another streak started. And that's the, that's the biggest thing about the NBA. You always get another opportunity in the next couple of days. And, and what's all it's, what's mean what, what you're going to do to do with that opportunity
1: and you talk about the streak, it felt like they, they were gearing up for one. They beat the wizards and that wizards game. We talked about it. That was, they should have blown that team out of the water. They right. still got the win. And then they go into They face Dallas at home, make the statement 144 points. I can't get over that number, by the way, the fact that <laughs> this team scored 144 points in a game. Right. Like, wow. Like that, that felt good. So, okay. You got the momentum second half of back to back. You go into Atlanta and then you blow it on the last play on defense. Like yep. it does it feel like two steps forward one step back
0: uh at times it does because like you said there we we know how what they're capable of and what they're uh, capable of doing and sometimes they just kind of just drop the ball especially when you have a opportunity with jante murray out um obviously we didn't have one of our players either caruso but still you still had a chance to win that game and that could have been a big win a statement win really
1: yeah i mean they had the chances especially late in that game when when it When a game gets going like that, and it's back and forth, and this is something I want to pull from like your experience on the court, what's that like for you? When both teams are just trading blows, what's it like for those guys on the court?
0: It's fun. This is what you want. You know, this is what you play for. It's what you practice for. But at, at some point, you got to make a stand either offensively or defensively and uh, and get a stop and uh, also score on the other end. But like I said, being on the court as a player, when the, those teams are going back and forth, it's, it's definitely fun, especially when you're on the road. I feel like on the road was more fun for me because I always wanted to go to someone else's house and, and beat them and win and, you know, walk off as a winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I didn't know if it was like the, the adrenaline rush and everything, if maybe that sometimes get the, the game maybe goes too fast sometimes, and especially against a team like the Hawks. I feel like on defense, you can kind of fall into their game and not play your right. game. Does it, it, that happen sometimes against teams like that?
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely, they you know play a high, faster pace than you, like the Warriors and something like that. And you definitely you know fall into the trap of shooting more threes or taking quicker shots in the shot clock than you normally would. Um, but I think, like I say, it's all it's all fun just being on the court as a player because these are the moments you kind of play for. This is what you live for, and uh, just to go out there and do it is is uh, you know a, a dream.
1: And I know as fans, it makes it more fun too. Like you're watching. Right. I mean, you're you're excited on one play, and you feel the agony of defeat on the other. <laughs> and I mean, a, a, especially bartending during that game, all the reactions. I mean, it it was just, it was the emotions were all over the place. And Who would think it was a game in the middle of April, in the middle of a playoff run? It was December 11th. Those are the types of games here. When you're on a two-game winning streak, you can build it to three. You've got the Knicks coming in back, back, well, not back-to-back. You've got two straight games at home against the Knicks. That's an interesting scheduling arrangement. you got Wednesday at home, Friday at home, both against the Knicks, the first of which is on ESPN. Like, You've got the chance here to get on a winning streak and it just gets ripped away from you, especially and I, I respect AJ Griffin's game. Don't get me wrong. He was one of those guys I wanted the Bulls to maybe look at from right. Duke because they had a bunch of dudes. I mean, you had Moncaro, yeah. you, you had Mark Williams, you had AJ Griffin, like you had these dudes from Duke. He was one of those guys I wanted to maybe look at in the draft. Like, yeah. no disrespect to him because he had 17 yeah. points. You let AJ Griffin beat you. You you let a rookie beat you on right. that last defensive play. Like that, that's gonna bug me for a while the way that th- that last sequence was defended.
0: Yeah, I just, like I said, I think that comes to leadership and players on the court. Um, like, There's nothing that really coaches can do about that. It's mostly players and uh, taking the honest and, and making sure that that ball doesn't get in the air or if it does get in the air, it gets deflected or something else happens. Like they can't beat me on a 0.5, you know, second uh, throw in from the sideline. <laughs> right. It just It's like it's unacceptable.
1: <laughs> just get a hand on it.
0: Right. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, it's easier I, said than done, but like I said, I just, I just can't see that right. really happen. I know how many times have we seen that happen, you know, in the last 20 years, not a lot. So.
1: Right. Like that's what made it so exciting. That's why it let, it was one of the leads on sports center. Like, I mean, right. I watch I watch Scott Van Pelt every Sunday. Like when yeah. I get done with Sunday night football, I flip all the TVs cause I don't, no, I don't, I don't mind watching the news. I love watching the news, not at the bar. Like, right. So I throw, I switch all the TVs over to sports center. And it was one of the top stories on, on Scott Van Pelt was, Hey, A.J. Griffin hit the buzzer, Peter, with half a second left. Like, those, that just, I don't know. I have my thoughts. I'm trying to find who that unit was that was out there. Was Patrick Williams out there on that last sequence? Uh, I don't remember. Because I know Uh, Derek Jones. I've got the picture up here. It's crystal clear that Derek Jones was on A.J. Griffin.
0: Yeah, he was definitely in.
1: Yeah, he was was in. (laughs) Here we go. We got, I see Vucevic. I see Javante Green. I see DeMar DeRozan. I see the aforementioned Derek Jones. And I think Zach Levine was the other one that was out there. He's out of the shot here that I'm seeing. So, yeah, Patrick Williams wasn't out there. Yeah, because Zach's right there. Right. Where was Patrick Williams during this? Like, why right. wouldn't you have your best defender? I mean, I don't know if he'd necessarily be on A.J. Griffin, but, I mean, you could have put you could have put him down there. Like, you're going to get the back right. cut on that, don't you think?
0: I feel like, yeah. And like I said, that there's only one place that can really go with the ball. It's like closer to the rim, inside the paint kind of area. And right. uh, why not, you know, pack everybody in the paint and just let him shoot a, a fadeaway three or whatever the case that may be because that's mm-hmm. – Nine times out of 10, not gonna, they're not going to make it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, this was just the one time. I just yeah. think it could have been defended better. And maybe, <laughs> I normally I don't second guess. But, I mean, I'm second guessing in this case. Like, when Billy yeah. Donovan called that timeout, like, okay, maybe he saw something. But you just gave Nate McMillan a chance to, okay, that look we just showed them, we're throwing that away. We're coming up with right. something new. And that's what they did. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There, there's so much that could have been done differently in this game. Yeah. I don't want to fixate on it too much just because, again, this was game, I, I'm sorry, it was game 26. Of the season, there's still right. a lot to go, but it just, I don't know, it's gonna put a bad taste in my mouth for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. is definitely one thing they, they let slip away, and like you said, it could have been definitely defended better. So, like I said, hopefully they can just learn from it, you know, and move on. Hopefully they don't nick picking uh, on it too much and kind of reap on it, but just kind of, you know,
1: like I'm doing right now.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> that's what I do. I mean, this is this is what I do. That's, we got, that's why
0: we got a podcast.
1: Right. It's the day. It's, we're recording this the day after the game. This is fresh. Right. Like this yeah. is the first time we've had a chance to talk about this, and this yeah. I, like I mean, I guess I slept on it because last night I went to bed. I'm like, God, they couldn't, they didn't defend that. They let him get up and just make that happen. Right. Second left, like I slept on it. I'm still not happy, but yeah. now you're you're going back home. You've got the Knicks twice, and that's a that's a beatable Knicks team, right? Right. I mean, this is not a team that's gonna fill. Right. They're gonna fill up the statue, but you can beat them, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily beat them, I think. Um, especially if we play the way we're capable of playing, especially at home. Two games at home. Uh, come in, just give them the first punch in the mouth uh, quick and early. And then, you know, kind of get them frustrated from there. And then ride the, ride the game one out after that.
1: Yeah. Knicks are 14 and 13 this year, by the way, and the bulls have, and that's, that's an interesting arrangement, two games in three days against the same team in the same city.
0: I think, I I think see, they just want to take Rose month. back home.
1: I'm fine with that. That's fine. Yeah. Bring, and bring him home. Let it, put him in a bulls right. uniform <laughs> again at the deadline. Right. Like, I mean, we've talked <laughs> about that. Get put Derek Rose back in a bulls uniform at the deadline. That way he's always playing at home. Right. Like, <laughs> And then you got the you got a road trip coming up after that, once my computer starts working with me here. You've got a four-game road trip after that, and then you've got a four-game homestand after that. So, like, it's, you know, and you got to go back to Atlanta, by the way, December 21st. That ought to be fun. And right. by that point, quick math, I don't think DeJounte Murray will be back yet, because I think the timeline was about two weeks for his injury. That came out, I mean, literally... Thursday, we recorded this show. We got done. I was ready to upload it, and then, bam! Shams tweets out that Dejounte Murray is going to be out with an injury. <laughs> That's when I texted yeah. you. I'm like, "Well, okay, that discussion was fun."
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, just just him having being out is a is a big hurt for them. But I think, like I said, this is a definitely a win. The Bulls could have could have seized the opportunity, and, uh, and like I said, it started that winning streak and, and kept it going. And then with these two games at home, you know, boost their confidence even more to to continue to ride on out with the uh, with the winning streak
1: opportunities and consistency it's going to be the name of the game if they want to get back over 500 and quit the calls to blow it up because they're getting louder every loss you're going to hear more calls to blow this thing up you're going to hear this roster is not constructed well which you know it's you got points there i guess three point shooting i mean you can make an argument there that's a larger discussion for another day right Uh, i mean lonzo help cover helps cover that up we don't know when he's coming back i mean caruso your best defender being out didn't help but that's he's not going to make or break a game i mean right. a game like that you have your opportunities so you know use this next two games here this week you got two games in what three days and you got a couple days in between to get right move on put it in the bank and move on i i think they can come out of this it's a matter of i, I want them to win both of these games against the knicks though i, I want to see two wins
0: yeah i think they're definitely must wins, especially you know against a conference team um and uh you know Maybe uh, some players on that team who we we can trade for and maybe get on on the Bulls team. So you never know. I think you gotta send a message early, and like I said, just be be prepared and be ready for anything. Because Tibbs definitely wants to come back and you know and win these games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Why. <laughs> like so, looking, uh, I'm doing it again. Standings watch. Bulls are a half game out of the 10th spot, which would be the play in tournament. So yep. like the Eastern Conference is jam packed. You get on a winning streak, you can make a run up the standings pretty easy with the way the East is this year. The top two are pretty well separated. Boston and Milwaukee after that did on a hot streak, beat some of these teams ahead of you, like Atlanta and New York and Miami maybe. And all yeah. of a sudden you're in the conversation and maybe you'll shut some people up.
0: And that's all you want. You want to get on a winning streak and write your own story because right now, you know, this is not a a good ending that the Bulls are are churning in. (laughs) Uh, So if they can get a couple wins, you know, get their confidence up and then start a winning streak. And I think that's what it's all about. You have three or four winning streaks with maybe five or six in a row and that can get their confidence rolling and that can maybe sign on some critics.
1: Uh, I'm doing math here as you were talking and I promise I was listening, but you're going to understand what I was doing. Bulls have not had a three-game win streak yet. Right. They got back-to-back wins in October, then a loss. Back-to-back wins start November, then a loss. Back-to-back wins in November against Boston-Milwaukee. Lost to Oklahoma City. And you had back-to-back wins just recently, and you lost to Atlanta. Get on yeah. a three-game winning streak. Quit with these two wins and a loss. No, three yeah. wins in a row. Please. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. Yeah, not good to have, you know, not a three-game winning streak. So that means we're going to be a 500 team for the rest of the year if the, this keeps you right. know going and going, turning in the right direction. <laughs> so we're going to try to get in a 4-5, you know, 6-7 game winning streak, you know, and like you said, write our own story so we can get in that – six, seven, eight, eight range, and hopefully, you know, be be in control or be in control seat.
1: So to tie this whole thing together, the, what I was saying about two steps forward, one step back, it has literally been two steps forward, two wins, one step back with a loss. Enough of this. Get on the right track and stay on track. That's going to be the message going forward, I think. And, you know, the schedule's friendly. See what happens going forward. We're going to talk about this first Knicks game on our show later this week. That'll come out on Friday before the second Knicks game. That's going to, that still makes me laugh. We're Mm going to recap those look ahead assess where this team is at maybe they can find just some consistency and get on a streak get on a winning streak more than two games that's all i ask
0: yep just win protect home court you know and just take it one day at a time
1: absolutely well we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here for this episode of believe in bulls here on the believe network presented to you by betonline.ag use that promo code b-l-e-a-v 50 percent welcome bonus there's a lot to bet on right now nfl is they're gonna play games on saturday now you got bowl Mm -hmm. season for college football there's so much going on and go shop at the store, shop.believe.com. There's great stuff there. You've got, oh, I still got 13 days to do, or 13 days, 11 days, whatever, to do my Christmas shopping. I'm good. I'll go, on, <laughs> I'll go on the Believe store, get some stuff delivered. It'll all be good. It's a good place to do some last minute shopping. Though so, CJ, we had some fun talking. I can't believe we had fun talking about a loss, but hopefully right. they'll win. And we'll be talking about a win on the show one of these days. It feels like we're always talking about losses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's better to talk about wins. You know, it's way easier and way more fun. And, you know, just, just good, good vibes.
1: <laughs> we need more good vibes later right. this week. We're, <laughs> we're going to bring some, no matter what we'll bring the good right. vibes later this week until then have an awesome week. Everybody we will see you back here on Friday. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.